Welcome, everyone, to Wii Universe. This is the Ultra 64 Podcast's deep dive into the world of Wii U. We are playing every single Wii U game released in America. And my name is Steve Guntling. Hi, I'm Woody Siskowski. Punch, 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 what? That was a lot of punches. It was. Why would you, you punch me? This you, is not related to the games we're playing today. You deserve today. it. You've been a real asshole lately. That's true. I, I am noted for that. I'm putting you in your place. Uh, it's, it's about time. time. It's about time. It's time that you become my backup. What? Host. Wait, what's going on here? I fell down an entire peg. Yeah. What the hell? I was up there, yeah. like, on the highest it time, peg. It was time for you to come down a peg, and what better <sighs> man to do it? My ivory tower than... is not going to look the same. Yeah, exactly. You and your coastal elites. Me <laughs> with my old... Punchy man's. Yeah, yeah. You're like you're like this modern I don't have day Tekken poles. Yeah, you're just I'm a regular forest law. There you go. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you know, my name is Steve Guntling. Did I say we, that already? I did and say then that. I punched you in the stomach. You many did. Times. That's right. That's, That's why right. you forgot. I forgot. Your brain is located in your stomach. I'm dazed. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. You just really kind of took a took a took it to the gut there. Um, you know, usually when we do these shows, I, I start with some kind of stupid joke, but I, I just We're want everyone to know. Now. I want everyone to know I'm taking this very seriously, yeah. Yeah. all right? Thank goodness. Uh, I'm not taking any pisses with this, you know? I'm, I'm just being very serious. No, we're playing Tekken this week. Oh, good. We're playing lots of Tekken stuff, lots of fighty, fighty, punch, punch. Uh, we're playing... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it says on the, on the box, <laughs> the artwork. Tekken for Wii U. Fighty, fighty, punch, punch. <laughs> they could say that. That would yeah. work for me. Yeah, I would. I would. Know, it, I'm would into it. it would appeal to me. Yeah. Uh, we're playing two. What are, what, are, what are other genres like? There's the fighty, fighty, punch, punch genre. There's uh-huh. the shooty, shooty, bang, bang. Sure. The, the, that was the. There's the, the racy ra- sequel to Shitty, Shitty, Bang, Bang. <laughs> There's a racy, racy, vroom, vroom. Yeah. Uh, or racy, racy, crash, crash. If you're playing okay, burnout. If you're playing burnout. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. There's uh, RPGs. They're, they're what like slashy, slashy, walk, walk. Yeah. Sure. There's beady, beady, drum, drum. If you're playing that that uh, Taito or that Taiko drum which, simulator which everyone thing. everyone is. Everyone it's is. the most popular game on Earth. I was, I was weirdly, I was looking up like best-selling Nintendo Switch games. That game has sold a million units on the Switch. Really? That Taito Drum Master has sold a million copies well, and I don't even counting. know what that game is. It's, I mean, it's you have it's it's an old arcade game from Japan, but okay. they've updated it. And in the in Japan, you would have a big Taito drum or a Taiko drum, like okay. a big kind of timpani and it almost looks like a uh, Donkey Kong bongo controller fun. but you use sticks instead and you like clip it on the side and like it's a rhythm so game so does it exist in the US? yeah yeah it's here and now. it has that cra- and it has bongo attachments or yeah I think it comes with a little drum yeah okay. yeah it's, well, uh, it might, maybe by the time you check this in a week, it will have sold a million and one copies. Uh, here's hoping. Here's hoping. You're selling me on it. I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. But we're not talking about drums this week. We're talking about a different kind of beating. We're talking about Tekken. That was a good segue, Steve. Thank I you. I was actually like, you know, this would be a good segue, and then you did it. And oh, okay, so good, we were good. we on the same page. Um, I'm excited to be getting into these games in particular. We're talking about Tekken Tag Tournament 2 Wii U Edition and Pokken Tournament, both games with bad titles. Yes, agreed. Uh, but the Tekken series is like a big gap for me. Like, this is one of the most popular series in the world, and this is far and away the longest I've ever spent with it. I think wow. I think I played around... A 40 minutes. A whopping 40 minutes. I think I, I spent... I played, like, a round or two at a party once. Like, that people... You know, you walk into a party and people are already playing it, so I'm like, oh, all right, I'll just play this leopard yeah. guy and, you know... That's kind. That's kind of surprising because, like Tekken three, Tekken two and three were sort of like they're huge. ubiquitous uh, PlayStation one games. Like, yeah, I felt like I don't know. Most places that I would go would have an N sixty four setup, but on those rare cases where you ended up somewhere with a PS one, yeah, th- those would kind of be go to games. And that was kind of the thing too. It's like I like fighting games, and I think if I was a PlayStation owner when it was new, I probably would have gotten to it. But I didn't get a PlayStation until much later. Sucked in by Battle Arena Toshinden. Ah, oh, that one. That one. There's so many weird like polls from early PS one day. Like, oh, I'm really into Jumping Flash. Oh man, like, I'm 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 super into like Ur guys or yeah, however you pronounce that. But is that the, the Final the Fantasy fun. fighting game? Yeah, I was yeah. getting confused with Einhander, which is <gasps> that's ve- which the shooter, is, which is a square. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking about Tekken. Uh, this is one of the best-selling... That's what we could call this a talking Tekken. Talking Tekken. Which actually is probably a podcast that exists. I hope so, because yeah. if not, they're leaving money on the table. So if you like, listen to this and you're an expert on Tekken, check if that's a podcast and then make it yourself. Yeah, check in on the talking Tekken. Yeah, okay? exactly. Do, do that for us. Check in on Tekken. Uh, that's another good title. Damn, <laughs> we should should we pivot? Uh, should we no, just be like we don't uh, know anything about Tekken? We should just be a Tekken podcast that changes its title every issue, every <laughs> okay. episode. The most weird, high concept Tekken podcast on the internet. <laughs> this week we're wrecking Tekken, um, or that could be a gimmick for a podcast. Is you start with like 
you, you start with like some name and hmm. then every episode you have to change it to a different name that rhymes. Okay. You totally just change the focus depending on what rhymes with your original name. <laughs> SEO is a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to really hate yourself to listen to that podcast. Um, which is true most podcasts. Anyway, the Tekken series, one of my big gaps. Uh, this game has, the series has sold 51 million units. It's that's one of the... 51 Taiko Drum Masters. That's so many Taiko Drum Masters. Uh, this is the fourth best-selling fighting game series. Uh, so we have Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and... Smash Brothers would be number oh. one. Oh, but weird. That's so weird to think of. It is weird to think of because... I, I don't know. I almost think of Smash Brothers as its own thing, yeah. but it is a fighting game. Yep. I mean, it's, it's undeniably a fighting game. Uh, so a little bit about the, the Tekken games here. Uh, the word Tekken is Japanese for Iron Fist. Oh, nice. Uh, and the original game, uh, titled Tekken, was debuted in arcades in 1994, and it was actually originally not meant to be a fighter. This was starting as uh, a tech demo that Namco was trying, a Tekken demo, uh, a Tekken demo <laughs> when Namco was trying to figure out how to do 3D polygonal models for their games. And after a while, they started dicking around and making them fight each other. And then they recruited a couple of people from the Virtua Fighter team sure. over at Sega. And Virtua Fighter was the first 3D fighting game. That always felt like the like the weird line of just like they... Virtua Fighter kind of existed pretty early. Like there's mm -hmm. Virtua Fighter for like the 32X. Right. Um, I remember I had a, like a Tiger Electronics handheld Virtua Fighter that I played quite a bit. Wait, <laughs> doesn't that defeat the purpose of it though? Yes, like, it most definitely did. Because like Virtua Fighter isn't like a great deep fighting game no. it was more just like an impressive uh uh graphical innovation yeah you know? like but it, and it, i think every other game since then has kind of improved on its formula it was sort of it was that early 3d in the sense that like Star Fox was, for super nintendo was kind of impressive but when right. you go back you're like i do not like the way this looks yeah like oh. everything is just very boxy this and man glued together of cardboard yeah, boxes exactly. is fighting the other man and tekken was sort of the first time of like oh these 3d models actually look like people yeah so yeah with tekken they pivoted over to a fighting game they released it in arcades and it was a solid arcade hit but it was on the playstation that tekken really really took off this is actually the first ps1 game to sell more than a million copies wow. to sell more than a taiko drum master okay, sure that's how, uh, that's how we measure things now. i think from now it's, on whenever it's instead of we're retiring the word million and we're replacing with taiko drum master. yes yeah yeah and so like it was a pretty big hit right out of the gate, and Quantum's having weird dreams. If you hear <laughs> okay. like a a, a whimper, whimpering, a whimper to cry, yeah, he's twitching over there, dreaming of squirrels. Um, so yeah, this ended up, uh, yeah, they they inspired a sequel almost immediately. Tekken Two is out the following year, and then Tekken Three the year after that, and each one was more successful than the last. Tekken Three actually tends to be held up as kind of the benchmark of the series, even today. It's yeah. kind of the most popular. I mean, it's, it, Tekken 3 is a pretty amazing fighting game. Like, I want to track it down now. It's like yeah, $2 because I'm sure. it's super common. Um, but, like, it looks really great. I always thought of what, to me, differentiated the Tekken games from, like, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat with what I was used to mm -hmm. is the controls and the fight had a much natural more natural flow to the movement. Okay. Like, the way that the characters fight. Like, in Street Fighter, if you would press low kick, like, Gaia would just do his... Or, not low kick in Street Fighter, but he'd light kick. He'd do a, a set animation every time. Right. Regardless of the move that you had done before. Whereas in Tekken, like, if you go from a right-handed... Or a right kick to a left kick, like, it changes... Your, your character naturally flows from one to the other. Yeah, your 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 foot compensates, so you're not just like floating in the air or anything. Like they they it, they move like people move. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like everything is a built-in combo. It's like every move is kind of a combo because like each specific move you need to do one before that. Yeah, to flow in. Is this a series you spend a lot of time with? Not a, not a lot, but okay. I've always enjoyed it when I've played it. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, Tekken 3 is... It's also always been very ahead, like, graphically. Oh, yeah. Like, it's always yeah. looked amazing graphically, especially, like, when you would go and see it in the arcades. It always looked essentially a generation ahead. I think in my head, like, I was always confusing it, and this is a weird one to confuse it with, but I was always confusing it with Bloody Roar because well, it was the, Lionhead the guys. Character. Yeah, it's yeah. the Lionhead guys that I was seeing. Yeah. Who has that lion... Yeah, exactly. And I think Bloody Roar, is, I don't know, is not that great of a game. No, that, that one has not endured. Uh, but Tekken 3... Not like Brutal Paws of Fury. No, <laughs> no, that one that one holds up. 
Uh, fifth best-selling PlayStation game on the original PlayStation. Eight million units. Is uh, it, let me, let, I don't know. If, do you have this info in front of you? I can is get it, in front of you while you're guessing. Is it Final Fantasy VII? Nope. That's not even... That's It's ahead of Final Fantasy VII? Uh, I believe it is is oh, uh i think i want to say like three of these are going to be uh gran turismo games gex gex 2 <laughs> gex 2 uh are, are three, well then i i clearly have overestimated myself when i started oh no guessing. you were right you I were thought right. final fantasy 7 be a shoe in no yeah you're, you're right you're right final fantasy 7 is in there is there, are there any other final fantasy games in there okay here here's the thing okay. uh we have two gran turismos and two final fantasies in the okay, top five so it's uh, gran turismo 2 gran turismo 3 one Gran Turismo one, Gran Turismo two, Final Fantasy seven, eight, and then Tekken three. That's correct. Well, yeah, you, you got the order right. It's it's Gran Turismo one, Final Fantasy seven, Gran Turismo two, Final Fantasy eight, Tekken three, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, wow. Crash Bandicoot two, Crash Bandicoot Warped, Tomb Raider, oh, yeah, Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Now. So okay. three Crash games, two Final Fantasies, two Gran Turismos. That's kind of a little repetitive. Yeah. This, in that uh, those are in the that games section. that define the PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to track down Tekken 3, uh, not track down. It's easy to find, but I'm going to get it. Uh, so as the series moved into the PS2 era, they kind of stepped away from the numbered sequels for a minute to release Tekken Tag Tournament, which was a PS2 launch game in the U.S., uh, and again, it was a critical and commercial success. Still Another a, game that looks great. Like, you yeah. go and play that, you're like, wow, this game still looks pretty good it, for it, being a PS2 launch game. PS2 had a pretty shitty launch, so it, this was a good game that really showed off the tech. Yeah, it was like, like this and SSX. So those are your good games. Those okay. are the ones you want to get. That and the Firework game, uh, <laughs> which was such a weird launch game. Fantavision? Yeah, such a weird launch game. Uh, yeah, that so... That sounds like the name of, like, a... Uh, William Castle, am I thinking of the right person who would like yeah. set, show these matinees of like, come see the the fifty foot woman in amazing Fantavision? Yes, it's, I was thinking about that movie matinee again recently. I want to watch that movie again. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's not very good. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I remember liking it, that a lot. I will see. Sorry, I know we're super get super hyper hey. off track this episode, but it's Whatever. like I thought that movie would be fun, like focused on like John Goodman's shyster character. It and is it's more like about the very kids. much like a boomer nostalgia movie, sure, which is maybe fine, maybe yeah. what you're into, but like I, I just I like more of the John Goodman stuff. I like very specific boomer nostalgia, and I think a William Castle type in a movie okay. is a very specific boomer nostalgia, yeah. which I can get behind. Anyway, Tekken four and five would be PS2 exclusives, but from six onward, the one-time Sony exclusive has gone multi-platform. Uh, Tekken 7 is the most recently released. It came out for the PS4, Xbox One, and Windows in 2017. I feel and like it sold 8 million copies to date. games in general, may perhaps more than any other genre, like, have realized that they need to be multi-platform. Because, yeah. like... You fighting games have developed... Like, it, the community is big, but it's so specialized. It used yeah. to be, like... Even if you were sort of, like, casually into video games, you'd be like, yeah, I'll play some Street Fighter, sure. whatever. But like now, if you're if you want to play like Mortal Kombat 11 or like Tekken 7, it has to. You want to be like, yes, I'm gonna really dig into this and play online and all these kind and of get things. Get really good, and, and I feel yeah. like to sort of foster that big fighting game community, they need them on multiple platforms. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. And now that you can do like cross-platform play and stuff like that, it's more important. Uh, there was also a weird crossover game from 2010 called Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Apparently, that's how it's is. pronounced. Well, there were, I think there was two of them. I think there was a Street Fighter X Tekken. And, and then there was Tekken a Tekken X, X Street Fighter. Fighter. And they, whichever one was said first defined, like, the gameplay style of Right, it, yeah, yeah. Which was very a weird good idea, but very confusing. Weird concept, and I don't hear people talking about that game much. The, really, the only thing I know about that one is that you can play as the original NES box art Mega Man. Like, oh. like the, their first oh, game where he's yeah. in the dumpy kind of garbage bag suit and he's like a big fat guy in the <laughs> game. It's kind of like a reskin for Bob almost. That's fun. Uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty funny note. Um, there's also this. The series has weirdly thrived as like a direct to video uh, film franchise because there was a movie in 1998 called Tech in the Movie, which was just a, it was an anime and it was re-edited from the Tech and animated TV okay. series. Uh, and then it was followed by a live action Tekken movie that actually came out in theaters in 2009, but then it just didn't make any money. Nobody saw it. Right. And so the, the like, sequels, I think in the U S yeah, in the U S I think it was successful overseas. Okay. 
but it is an American production. And then the the sequels, there have been three direct-to-video sequels, one of which is animated, and I think those are mostly foreign productions. It's weird that there's like more Tekken movies than Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter movies. It's true. Yeah, it's very... Yeah. And if you're ever curious about what happened to the director of Ballistic X versus Sever, as you are often... Uh, yeah, I was, I'm worried about it. Yeah. Uh, that's what he's doing now. He's working on these. Uh, it's a, The man's name is Chaos. Is K- it really? Yeah, his name is Wick Chaos. Was he a DJ before he got into film directing? I think he was a music video director. Okay. So same th- early two yeah. thousands version of a DJ. Uh, a, and it's like it, it, he shortened it. Like he has a long like Thai last name, but he just shortened it to Chaos when he directed Ballistic, Ballistic X versus Sever. Ballistic X versus Sever is one of the great movie comedy polls. Like you just put that in your arsenal to bring up at any time. <laughs> no one's just... seen it. No yeah, one knows. Know. Like you just and you, there's actually it's it's perfect too because there's no reason to see it like yeah. yeah it's not like a fun bad movie it's just a boring bad it's movie it's just so i think the thing that's so funny about it is every word in the title is just total nonsense you can like, reshuffle you say, it in any order yeah, yeah. Exactly. sever ballistic, ballistic x versus yeah, 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 yeah it makes, just, just, makes just as much sense uh yeah so that's a little bit of an overview of tekken let's talk about the first game that we're going to cover today tekken tag tournament 2 Wii U edition, man. Oh, I'm hitting so many, the so many words. Yeah. I'm glad I have this pop filter on here because I'm hitting <laughs> a lot of hard T's. Uh, ooh, Mike's hard T is that a thing? Should we invent it, that? It should, should we call Mike? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got him on my speed dial, Mike. <laughs> beep 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 boop. Hello. Do <laughs> you have a hard lemonade? That, you can that is not a good us? mic. Uh, this is this is my mic. Hey, it's me, Mike. <laughs> that would be what he sounds <laughs> yeah, like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a, a friend of Jimmy Red Bull. Yeah. Um, this game was released November eighteenth, twenty twelve. It is a launch game, one of the billion. I think every game on the Wii U is a launch game. <laughs> 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 Somehow they re- they dumped their entire catalog. Yeah. On day one. Uh, this was developed and published by Bandai Namco Games, and it was also released on the PS3, the Xbox 360, and in arcades. Namco, one of the few companies that still has arcades as kind of like a mainstay. Yeah. Because like they still release new, I mean, new is questionable, but like new Time Crisis games, and even like Tekken yeah. still gets released in the arcade first or simultaneously. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, arcades still big in Japan, still, mm, uh, still okay. very popular over there. Uh, so the original Tekken Tag Tournament is still kind of a fan favorite. Uh, it's it's a weird, like, kind of side story. And the Tekken games are not incredibly plot-heavy. It, it's pretty much always just, like, there's this big tournament called the King of the Iron Fist, and whoever wins that gets to run this massive multinational corporation. Oh, sure. That's the stakes. That's how, that's how they're going to work it out for Tesla next year, Exactly, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm sure Bill Gates, he steps down, and, you know, a bunch of nerds just have to duke it out to take his place. I'm well, sure yeah, because Bill Gates runs Tesla. Yes, I mean, <laughs> uh, my, oh, I was thinking of a different example. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, you can't keep me on one track no, for too long. that's okay. Um, yeah, so the original game is still kind of a fan favorite and it's a, it's a kind of a side story to the Tekken games. Like there's no real plot to it and there's nothing in it that happens in it is canon. It's just kind of an excuse to get all the characters we've had so far together in one game and make them punch each other. Yeah. I mean the, the idea of having like a tag tag battle is kind of like sort of just a shoe in of like a gameplay element when they like, okay, we need a new aspect we need to release a new game in this series, but we haven't like fully thought through new mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, let's just add tag. Yeah, and like it usually works fine because it gives them an excuse to give you a lot of characters, and it changes up the gameplay enough. But like here, the tag is sort of an afterthought. It's not. It's not as like sort of core to the gameplay as like a Marvel versus Capcom, where you have to fight through everyone, and there's right. lots of sort of support moves and things like that. You're basically just playing a one-on-one fighter, and then if you start getting beaten up too much, you switch to your other fighter. Yeah. But once you KO one of their fighters, they lose the match. The match is over, right. Yeah, Yeah, you don't have to go through the entire roster. And I think it's noteworthy. Like, I don't know if the original game had this, but this game allows you to turn off the tag mode entirely. Oh, sure, you can just select solo. You can just choose to play solo and just have it be regular Tekken. So, like, yeah, and, and kind of an afterthought. Well, not even an afterthought. I think it's just more of a... It, it's a not smaller like it's mechanic. not like it changed to the way Tekken is played. No, it really doesn't. No, it's pretty similar, but it's got that kind of like Marvel versus Capcom vibe, and it's it's really about like putting a lot of emphasis on the characters. I think that's kind of what this series is within the Tekken universe. It's kind of like 
it's it's the Smash Brothers of Tekken. Okay. It's it's like bringing everybody together and just have a goofy little time. And like, ooh, what a roster! Speaking of goofy times, huge, like. huge, fifty nine characters in this it's game. Fifty nine. Cool. That's up from forty one on the arcade. They they oh, added wow. a few more. I think it's almost every character from the series. There are a few exceptions. The ones that didn't appear are Gon, Tetsujin, Roger, Azazel, Nancy. Those are the ones that didn't come in. Yeah, I only so, know Gon, who was like a very he was like a very small little alligator. He's like a little going. dinosaur guy. Yeah, oh, and dinosaur, and right. he he is uh he's from a manga and like he has oh. his own Super NES game, so he's another property. Got it. Tetsujin is just kind of the metal version of that wooden guy. Okay. Uh Roger is just another kangaroo. Roger Jr. is in this, so you already <laughs> okay. have a kangaroo yeah. guy. Azazel and Nancy are like boss characters from Tekken 6. Uh, and then, so I'd like, not a huge loss. The thing I always think that, that's funny to me is I always thought of Tekken as like a serious fighter. Like, whereas like in Street I Fighter, you're like, okay, I can shoot fireballs. Mortal Kombat, I like, you know, launch this spear and like eat people's face. And like Tekken is sort of the more down to earth martial art. Like, these characters are based on real martial arts. Yeah. There's no like, there's special attacks, but they just are like, oh, you're doing this heel drop. You're doing right. this sort of big body slam. Um, and But then you actually look at this roster, and there's just so many just crazy characters. Like, had I known how much of this series involved being a bear or punching a bear... <laughs> I would have gotten on board a lot sooner. <laughs> I think I did. There's like three bear characters in this game. Yeah, I weirdly had the same conception that this was kind of a more serious fighter. And within seconds of opening up this game, it's like, oh no, this is very funny and very silly. Like the the first the first uh, shot of the cutscene is your main bad guy of the series, Heihachi, uh, sitting in the back of a cab. And like the cab driver's like, where are you going, Mac? And he's in the back encased in shadow with glowing blue demon eyes, but he's just in the back of a cab yeah. and he gets driven to a stadium in the center of Tokyo. It's like, all right. Yeah, it's, it's very goofy. Uh, you're going to fight a lot of different characters, you know? So they filled out the roster with some characters that used to be palette swaps, like uh, okay. uh, uh, Panda and Kuma used to be just diff two different types of bears. Now they're just two unique characters in the okay. game. Um, and there are like a few new characters too, and they're mostly variations on pre-existing ones. So you get to play a super combat or combat do X or yep. DX. Uh, there's a luchador version of Julia Chang. And then there's slim Bob, who's literally just a slimmed down version of Tekken six's Bob who prides himself on Bob, being fat. Bob himself is also in the game. Bob, Bob yeah. is in the game. Bob Very can fight Bob. slim Bob yeah. and you can do a team battle of uh, slim Bob and Bob on mm -hmm. your same team. And he's a funny character too. I was reading his backstory. It's like he, derives all of his confidence from being obese. Okay. Like, he believes all of his power, all of his strength, all of his charisma comes from being fat. I mean, fat. I will tell you, I played as Bob and Slim Bob, Fat Bob, much better. Fat Bob, way better, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's how he's happier. So, like, being skinny is kind of the bad outcome for Slim Bob. Nice. Or, um, so the other new character here is Sebastian, who is Lily's butler, and he appears in cutscenes from Tekken 5, and now he's just a playable character in this game. Just an old man, an old butler. And, like, they really, they just, like, they flesh it out so well in terms of each character, aside from looking different and having, like, each character has such a distinct fighting style, mm -hmm. um, and they, their movements look so natural, and, like, nothing looks like a palette swap. Like, no. Every character feels, like, pretty fleshed out, and that makes sense since they're pulling from, you know, four or five games in the past, at the six games in the past yeah. at this point. And I mean, there's also different skins and different, like, uh, uh, customizations you can put on the characters. So there's a ton of variety here if you just want for the visual variety. Uh, there's a whole lot going on. There's also a ton of modes in this game. ton of modes. So single player, I mean, you have different varieties. You have arcade, time attack, ghost battle, team battle, survival, things you've seen in other fighting right. games. Uh, online modes are pretty similar and they are all gone now, unfortunately, but they did have a feature called WTF or World Tekken Found Federation nice. where online players, starring Mark Marin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's similar to what they did with call of duty where players could like, uh, do stat tracking and they could form clans and kind of like share, uh, experience points and things like that. Uh, no longer available, but sounded cool. Uh, pair play is a feature that lets you sync, like you can connect another Wii U and play with up to four people, uh, like two on each team. Like you can swap between uh, characters. Why would you with, need to connect another Wii U? I don't know exactly. It says that you did need to connect it for some of like the network features, but um, I, oh, I could be wrong okay. about that. I think it's just to pair another gamepad, uh, which again isn't oh. completely necessary. Yeah, that seems a little odd. Um, 
And then there's uh, there are galleries for the music and the cutscenes and a fight lab mode, which is kind of like a training mode that was a l- we found it we found it a little clunky. Because there's, they a, don't, there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of talking. Uh, they've got some kind of... That's the closest we get to a story in this game. It's like Violet is trying to train this robot to be like a great fighter, and so you're taking him through it's his paces. It's really set up, because like the first challenge is they're like, all right, follow this combo and like press A and then forward and then X and then forward and then B and forward. And you're, It was like somewhat complicated, not mm-hmm. really in the scheme no. of things, but then after that, it's like, okay, now move forward. Yeah. Now move backwards. It's like, why are why are you why showing are we doing me this, this now? now? Why why did we start with the more complicated and movement? Kind of takes a little bit more explaining, weirdly, because yeah. it's like they give you a black arrow and a white arrow. Black arrow is for a quick tap. White arrow is for press and hold. And they don't explain they the don't... different color of arrows, but they no. still want to explain. Okay, this is how you crouch. Yeah, which seems like uh, get your priorities straight here. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Fight Lab is fine. You know, um, and then. There are a couple of features that are exclusive to the Wii U. Because so, it did come out later than all the other versions. It came out later. So this is a rare example. We don't come across this very often, but when a, a game is available on multiple platforms, uh, this is the one of the rare times when the Wii U version is preferable. Right, because it's the most fully fleshed out. Yeah. You get every uh, character stage pre-order bonus and piece of downloadable content from the other console versions right out of the box. So that's nice. already a discount. Uh, and this also marks the grand return of Tekken Ball, which is a popular mini game that's only appeared in Tekken Three so far. It's kind of like yeah. uh, if you ever have you ever have I ever made you play the computer game Lethal League? Have we ever played that? Yes. Um, yeah, where you you sort of it's kind of like a combination of racquetball and like pong, what like where you try to knock the ball, bounce the ball around until it hits the other person. Yeah, that's what Tekken Ball is kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. They play a, a hilarious musical number behind it. Oh my god! Yeah. What was it called again? Like high, high school, school love. high school love. Yeah, we're gonna. It's it's talking all about like getting ice cream and cheeseburgers and winning the game. Yeah, I'm reminding you now to put it at the end of the episode. I'm gonna do so it. Stay I'm gonna tuned, do it. listeners, for some high school love. And then there's some very Nintendo flavored bonus features here, including mushroom mode. This one's interesting. So it's basically a one-on-one fight, or a, you know, your basic sure. tech and fight. But it's scattered with Nintendo-style mushrooms, four different varieties. Mario. Yeah, Mario power. Yeah, yeah, Mario power-ups. You get the the standard red mushroom makes you bigger, purple mushroom makes you smaller, Mega mushroom makes you gigantic, and uh, then there's a, a power star, which you could use to uh, just be invisible for a short period of time. Um, I don't know what Quantum is doing under the desk, being an asshole. Uh, so if you hear more shuffling, it's the stupid dog. So there are also a suite of Nintendo-specific costumes in this game. So you can get Mario, F-Zero, Star Fox, Zelda, a lot of different skins for your characters to make it extra Nintendo-y. And then there's the touchscreen controls. And I'm not incredibly clear on how or if these worked like I thought they worked. Right. So at while you're fighting on the on the gamepad, it will show up like this kind of list of your characters' combos and special moves. Mm -hmm. And you can just, it's handy because you have the move list right there. You don't have to keep pausing the game. Though admittedly, it's very hard to like look down and get the move and then look up and do it. Yeah. Um, But that's pretty helpful. But you can also just touch the name of the move and it'll just do it for you in game. Which is, it's an interesting idea. I feel like it kind of strips a lot of the strategy out of it. ever buy, I had like for my Super Nintendo, um, this weird third party controller. I don't remember what it's called, but the gimmick was it had the ability to memorize button combinations where you could like press a program, you would like press program on it, and mm. then you would do like a fireball and then press like end program. And then in the theory was whenever you press that special button, it would just do that button combination. So you essentially had a button right. to do a fireball, but I could never get it to work. Right. And yeah. The controller okay. itself was not very good. Was it but like a Mad Cats thing I'm or something? Sure it was, like, yeah, because I, I remember that that's ringing a bell. Like, all of those crappy third party peripheral controllers had like a program button or a mode button. And I never knew what those were supposed to be for. Though I did awesomely, like, I recently, I mean, somewhat recently bought a new Sega Genesis because my old one was broken. And they just gave me a cheapo third party Sega Genesis controller with yeah. it. But this third party controller button had. L and R buttons on the Genesis controller that you oh. could program to be on the other buttons. And I'm like, to like be like, okay, instead of A, I want R to be A. And I'm like, this is way better than a Genesis controller. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, yeah. I love having trigger buttons. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the touchscreen I was a little iffy on, but it, gameplay-wise, otherwise, like, I really enjoyed this. Like, yeah. I think this is a really solid game. Uh, this is... I mean, that's not a hot take. People like Not a hot it, take, but, uh, but this is this is a good one. And me coming at it from, like, a, a place of ignorance, like, I get why this is popular. I like, I get it. Yeah. Tekken is really cool because bec- the gameplay flows so nicely and the characters look so good. Like, this is mm-hmm. still... This game looks great. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is an eight-year-old game at this point, and it looks really clean. Like, all the character models are huge. And one one of the best-looking games we've seen on this show so far, yeah. too. Like, non-Nintendo, but especially. But it's, like, so... Um, it's such a good combination of you just play... The game feels good that even when you're just trying new characters and playing through it, it's fun, even mm-hmm. if you're not totally sure what you're doing. Yeah. And then it, there's enough... De- there's a lot of deepness there to sort of be like, okay, I like the way these characters play and move, so I'm going to really get good with them. Yeah. I'm excited to dig into this a little bit and kind of figure out who my guys are and like who my characters are. Yeah, because, who are your uh, guys? Speaking yeah, I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I I know I gravitate towards the weird ones. So yeah, I was playing as ca- a, the kangaroo. I was the kangaroo. I kicked ass as the kangaroo. The, can- the, kangaroo. the kangaroo might be my guy or guys, I should say, because the kangaroo got a Joey and he's got a little Joey, Roger Junior and Roger Junior Junior. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know. So not. I don't know. I don't have too much more I mean, to say about hard. it other I'm than sure like. You- you know, listeners, if you want to know more about Tekken, go listen to Talking Tekken that podcast. Yeah, check in with sure Tekken. Check in with Tekken. Yeah. Um, because we're we're not going to get into the nitty gritty too much. But I'll tell you, this is a fun this is a fun Wii U game. Yeah, it, it would have been. I would if I had gotten this at launch, I would have been excited to play it. Yeah, um, I think that. I mean, the hard part of all fighting games. It, it, well, I guess that's not true. I feel like Mortal Kombat has kind of cracked this code. Mm of being you're like okay i'm gonna ba- play buy this game just to play through the single player mode like sure. justice and mortal Kombat, because they put enough story in there between the fights they give them merit and weight that you're like yeah i actually like care what happens here yeah whereas tekken had never has really had that in the games not really so it's just like to play through the arcade mode you're like yeah i got it yeah but like at least this game has like tons of collectibles and modes it does coming back lots and lots of stuff to dig into I, i'm 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 gonna keep playing yeah nice. i'm excited by it um let's move on to our next game mm-hmm. one of the weirder games we're going to talk about yeah. i think uh pokin tournament this was released on march 16th 2016 developed by bandai namco games and the pokemon company and published by nintendo and it was also released in arcades and on switch now i feel like a 3D straight up like Pokemon fighting game mm-hmm. should have hit a little bigger. Fighting yeah. games are big. Pokemon games are big. 3D like 3D, 3D Pokemon, fighters are big. 3D yeah. Pokemon game is like a big deal because it doesn't happen often. There's such a rarity of like, oh, this is a new big Pokemon game. It's like, yeah, but it's just on the 3DS. And this is Pokemon like we've never seen them before, which is also a rarity because we're seeing like Pokemon has so many different sub series and things like that. But right. they're they're kind of you know familiar at this point and a pokemon fighting game is still pretty novel and i don't know why it wasn't a bigger weirder hit and i think it was partially like it got off to two false starts Mm -hmm. so firstly uh like the first game that we talked about today i think this title is really bad yeah it's a Uh, terrible title i didn't until you told me that we were playing these two games together i didn't even know that this game had anything to do with tekken yeah exactly and i also i think there's just like it's and, an unpleasant one to say. Yeah, because it, is it Pokin? Is it Pokin? Like, none of it sounds, none of it, it's not close enough to Pokemon to know right. what the heck you're talking about. Well, you were, last week after your recording, you were leaving. I'm like, okay, I'll see you next week for some Pokin. And that, I, I'm <laughs> and like, I just wait. gave you a weird, a weird glare. You're like, yeah, you I'm like, oh, the wait. format of the show, Steve? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a different thing now. Uh, and then, like, if you think about it, like, etymologically, I'm going to be butchering this, like, sure. Pokemon means pocket monster. Tekken means iron fist. Does this mean pocket fist? Is that is our, our can we translate also, that, that directly? Also, that would be a better name. Pocket fist would be a better game. You, you've named a lot of other things. Like you were talking about the name of this game in Germany. Okay, in Germany they just call it Pokemon Tekken because the word pocken in Germany is the word for smallpox, okay. and you don't want smallpox tournament. You know that's a different game. <laughs> yeah, but like. Pokemon Tekken, again, much better name than Pokemon Tournament. It is, yeah. It tells you more clearly what this is. Uh, also, I think this came out pretty late in the Wii U life cycle. Yeah. Weird to think that it's like four years in and this is like, oh yeah, the idea, this is DOA at this point. Like, this has been dead for a while. 
And well, because, uh, like, I mean, it was an arcade game in Japan, and so, like, obviously they're going to port it over here. Obviously, it's going to be a Nintendo on a Nintendo platform because it's a Pokemon game. Well, and, and the, like, the Wii U is their only choice. The arcade game was a weird failure too because they couldn't quite figure out what they wanted it to be. All right, right, so it's an arcade cabinet that you play with like console controllers. Kind of like huh. a like a demo station at a oh, Target or something. Like there are controllers attached to it. Also, a single playthrough could last up to forty five minutes. So they were not getting their money's worth okay. off of this cabinet, and it was shut down almost immediately. But it was still kind of an exciting idea because it's it's a Pokemon game. It's going to be a fighting game, and they're bringing in people who work on both Tekken and Soul Calibur, right? Which are like kind of the two premier three D fighting games. So it's like all right, so people who know what they're doing are handling this, uh, which is a cool idea. And originally the idea was it was just going to be fighting type Pokemon. Your okay. Hitmonlee, your Hitmonchan, your Throw. Your, your Machamps. Your Machamps, your, your Machamps. Your, your Scrafties. I feel like that would get pretty boring pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean. Too the, many, the too many deep cuts. Are like who's your, who's your star of, of that? Is I guess it, Machop. Yeah. Like who, right. Yeah, I don't know who's the standout. It, it, and I mean, there's so many. I guess Lucario is actually the, Lucario, the, the fighting sure, game standout. Sure, but yeah. um, there's so many like iconic Pokemon of other types. Like, right. You can't, you can't make this game without Pikachu. And yeah. there's two Pikachus in this there's game. There's two Pikachus. One of them, Lucha Pikachu, super cute. Fucking adorable. Fucking adorable. I, and I love that too because he's also noticeably smaller than any other character this game. Like they picked, they didn't pick all fighting game characters, but they're all big, beefy, like mean looking Pokemon. Fighting type, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Pikachu just shows up and he's cute and tiny and adorable and he just kicks ass. It's like <laughs> watching Yoda fight in that crappy Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, but better. So yeah, the original cabinet was released and, clo- and uh, discontinued in 2015. It just oh, wow. didn't work. Uh, and the Japanese home version that came out on the Wii U over there came with a special Pikachu-themed Pro Controller, uh, which was released in very limited quantities over here, only through GameStop, so probably collectible item yep, by now. Sure. Uh, for the initial release of this game uh, on the Wii U in the States, it came with a foil amiibo card of Shadow Mewtwo, which would unlock the character in the game okay. automatically. Uh, my copy does not have that. Um, and... But despite the weird lack of like mainstream marketing that this game had, it did okay. It, well, I mean, it's it sold a million okay. copies. It's still it's a Pokemon. It's one yeah. title drum master. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's exactly one title drum master. It it it's, uh, there are twenty games on the Wii U that sold a million copies, and this is number twenty. Okay, <laughs> like so, it kind of just squeaked in there. Um, but uh, yeah, and I think it's doing pretty well on the Switch now. It has been ported to the Switch uh, for a version called uh, Pokemon Tournament DX. With a uh, bit of, yeah, there's which, a little bit of DLC you can buy on there. Full confession, that's the version we had to play. Oh, yeah. So this is some BS. Yeah, okay. I had a little bit of a saga with this, okay, because... <laughs> so strap uh, in, listeners. The last time uh, I tried to use any kind of internet features on this Wii U, I was living in my last house, mm-hmm. and now I'm, like, in a different place and different internet, and for whatever reason, the Wii U is having a lot of trouble connecting to the internet. I spent a good hour and a half doing all these deep dives trying to figure out how to connect to the internet. Apparently, this is a problem with the Wii U going back to its launch ah. and is still persistent uh, for people trying to play it. It's really difficult to connect it to your Wi-Fi. And this game needed an update that apparently was a deal breaker. Right, which like, is uh, crazy. Uh, like most games, like we see this all the time now. And we saw always, it in Tekken. It's yeah. always annoying. Whenever you put a disc and they're like, hey, we need to update. And you're like, great, I will wait a half hour to play this game I sure. just bought and want to play now. But usually they give you the option to be like, oh, you want to start playing without updating. You just can't use online features. And that's fine because yeah. we're not going to play online. Who needs we it? can't even. But this Pokemon tournament, you, it doesn't let you. It didn't give me like, the option. Nope, not playing. No. And I mean, I had it on the, D, on, the, on the Switch, so it was fine. And we just played that version. So it is slightly different, but not by much. I think right. the biggest difference is that the Switch version has more characters. Okay. Um, and let's talk about these characters yeah, because well, there that's are your, that's your real selling point. Like it, similar to like Pokemon Stadium, like yeah. what you're excited about is I want to see these characters big and in 3D. Yeah. So the characters we get in the Wii U version are uh, Blaziken, Brakeson, Chandelure, Charizard, Garchomp, Gardevoir, Gengar, Lucario, Machomp, 
Mewtwo, Pikachu, Pikachu Libre, Sceptile, Shadow Mewtwo, Suicune, and Weevil. If you uh, manage to form a mental picture of every Pokemon that Steve named as he was going through that list, kudos to you. Congratulations, or you're shame, a dork. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I, I, I could not keep up. I feel like I could probably list every one of the original Pokemon, like the original 150. 151. Yeah. If you sat me down with a pen and piece of paper, I could probably rattle them off. After that, it's fucking Wild West. Sure. I have no idea. I, I know there's Pokemon. one based on a keychain. Yeah, there's a keychain. There's an ice cream. There's yeah. a chandelier. There's several trees. Yeah, yeah several different trees. People there's people pumpkins. get bored. Yeah. Uh, some of the uh, characters you get in the Switch version uh, include Croagunk, Darkrai, Empyreon, Scizor, and uh, Aegislash, Decidueye, and Blastoise oh, are DLC characters. Quite a few. Quite a few. Pokemon. 23. Yeah. 23 characters in total on the Switch version. Uh, yeah, and you can also equip more than a dozen support Pokemon. Uh, yeah, you know, so was, I mean, this was so fun. there's this lots of cameos. A, this is a smart addition, similar to like some of the earlier Marvel versus Capcom games. They're like, we can't squeeze in like Arthur into here, but like we'll make him as like the support guy you can summon. Yeah, and they have the same thing here, which adds like another twenty or so Pokemon that you get to see in 3D. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is a slam dunk idea. Now let's talk about the gameplay. Let's talk about how it's played. This this is an unusual fighting game because yeah, I think they're they're trying to bridge the gap weird. between like kind of Pokemon Stadium style battles and more kinetic Tekken style action. Yep. So it, you basically you have two phases. You have what's called the field phase, and that's where you can kind of move freely about the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess the the advantage of this is like. Uh, defense, uh, well, recharging, is, kind of like... This is the problem, is this is kind of the main gameplay hook of the game, is these two phases, but it doesn't make... They don't really articulate why it makes sense from a strategic standpoint. Not necessarily. Right. The second phase is just dual phase, and that locks you into kind of a 2D fighting game where you're facing right. each other and you duke it out So until, you're both running around at the beginning of this field phase until someone, like, charges into the other and lands a good hit. Yeah. And you both land side to side, and now you're in the dual phase. And kind of your whole move selection changes. Mm. Like in the field phase, you have like just a ranged attack that just like shoots a fireball out of your fist or a charge attack at them. Yeah. But like here, you, you sort of develop into like more standard combos and like special moves and you have a block button. But I don't know. It's like, I think what's hard in, is that obviously Pokemon are not human. Yeah. But... I think that that makes it harder in a lot of ways, especially for built on like the bones of Tekken, which is so built upon like human limbs. Like that's the mechanic of Tekken is that each button is a different limb here. You're like, okay, I'm playing as a chandelier. Yeah. Like what does, what is my default attack? Like there's no logic behind it. No, not necessarily, you know? And so that like makes it, it it feels a little clunky in a lot of ways because of that. It's, it's, it's an odd kind of balance because like, it's not like this is like Power Stone or something where you can run around in the open arena and grab items and come in and like charge at somebody. Like there are modes where items are dropping on the ground, and I guess that's where is more of a benefit. These are like stat boosts rather than like right. bats or bricks or anything. But that's like, like that. a weird extra mode. It's a weird extra default. mode. It's not the basic. Yeah. Um, and really, like the whole balance of this game is just shifting between these two phases, dealing enough damage to shift back and forth, it which charges gives you up some kind of bonus if you're the one who knocks from one phase to the other. Yeah, you get uh, you get increased energy in your synergy meter, uh, which synergy is fun. Energy. Your synergy energy, yeah. uh, which then you can use to launch your mega evolution which when did they add that they added that in like x and y yep, yep, or something exactly. like that yeah and it just basically turns you into the biggest meanest version of your pokemon and you get like a special super powered attack by pressing that same button again very similar to like the injustice moves where you right. like knock the opponent into space and then like run a tank over there which heads. never get tired of it i love it i think that should be in every game <laughs> it's just uh, i like just every game just title drum master a title like drum master activate it and knock Knock that drum into space and drop there's, the tank over. There's it. like a simple button press to just make shit go crazy yeah. in cinematic. Like, bring it on. I love that. And that, I mean, that is the highlight of this game in general. And that's that's what should be the highlight is it is really cool. Like, I think their Pokemon selection in this game is great. Like, yeah. I wish that there were more. Yeah. But, but it's a nice, it's a nice balance of, like, favorites and deep cuts. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's a little sad there's no Squirtle, but no you, do Squirtle. Get a, you do get a Charizard. Um, yeah. 
but like the seeing them interact in sort of these big epic moves and use like having Charizard chuck his opponent into into the air and like breathe fire on him looks really cool. It does. But yeah. I would say like that's the only aspect of the presentation that really lives up to the hype. Yeah. Like uh, what I want the is char- like character models are nice. I think yeah, they, look they look good. Okay. They look okay. They look a little too smooth. I don't know like yeah, match yeah they could but, use some texture, yeah. Yeah. Um but like I think what I want is like something that looks a little more like cinematic the way like the new Pokémon game for the Switch, Sword and Shield, which is I don't know what not a great game, but yeah. like that that game does a good job when you're like fighting a trainer in a gym boss like you feel like you're in this gym and there's like this giant crowd around you and there's an announcer and things like that and like this game doesn't really have that feeling as much no no it really doesn't i you know like i i I, first of all i'm going to be kind of complaining a little bit but i i want to make it clear i did like this game i had a lot of fun playing Mm -hmm. this game uh it does have kind of a clunky ui as well i think there's there's just a lot of kind of micromanaging needed to get into because at the end of the day, the fighting system here is pretty simple. It's a jump, a block, and then three attack buttons, and then your mega power. Like, there aren't a lot of combos. There aren't a lot of, like, ornate button presses that are needed to let it execute these moves. But, like, I will this say... This is pretty pick-up and play. It's weird, though, because each character plays substantially different. They you do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. your sort of X-button attack on, like, Kroganark, who's this little, you know, this little frog with pants yeah. is a lot different than like your dark ray x attack which is like he's like this giant ghost man yeah yeah also interesting that there's just like a ranged button like there's not a, a combo you need to do for ranged attack just a ranged button and i feel like that's the fundamental thing that is hard about this game and i'm sure that was an aspect of why this game feels a little clunky mm. is they're like okay who's our pokemon audience like young younger people like somebody who might They're like, okay, we want to introduce people to fighting games by having, like, Pokemon, by, like, bringing in a brand that they care about. Like, people who might be playing this game who are excited about Pokemon, and people might be excited about this game who are excited about Tekken, Mm -hmm. and, like, the end result is they kind of had to dumb it down in a weird way, but still try to come up with something unique so it didn't just feel like it was dumbed down. I I wonder, yeah, I kind of think that's the whole impetus behind the phase system is just that the fighting mechanics that they had here maybe felt a little too simple. And they didn't want Mm. this to be like a fighting game for babbies. You know, they wanted like actual fighting game enthusiasts to want to compete in this, which I don't really see that happening. I think it is still too simple. Even with the phases, I think it might be still too simple. I don't know. I'd, I'd like fighting game fans write in and let me know because I'm curious if I mean, this is one this that makes the staple. This is not like at major tournaments or anything. Yeah, like I can't that. imagine it would be. So, it, so like, you know, uh, there, there, there's not really a whole lot in terms of like modes here either. There's like some training modes, a couple of different online and multiplayer options, but there aren't really like uh, mini games or, or any goofy things You're like that. Guided by this uh, woman named Nia, mm-hmm. this anime girl named Nia, who is is very very talky in a very annoying way. And yeah, it's one of the. I don't know if it's just a staple of Nintendo games or what, but like she just talks about like when your synergy gauge is full, press L and R. And then she's got like another line of text of like, that can be the key to help you win a battle. And it's like, you don't need that line of text. No. Like, tell me how to do the thing and I will decide if it is an important ta- like trick to help me win a battle. Right, like, exactly. This really, like for a game like this, when you have a character who's explaining things to you, like, you don't have to give that character a personality. You don't have to be like, yeah, you can do it. Like, I believe in, like, just cut that dialogue out because yeah. this person only exists to give me the necessary information that I need. I don't need to, like, get really attached to her as a character. Yeah, yeah. No, that's mm. that's not going to matter to me either. It's, it's just like, yeah, just tell me. And, like, the other thing that this game does that is kind of annoying is between matches you have to both select a new, uh, like you select a different support Pokemon between the two you've picked. Yeah. As well as there's like a weird cheer mechanic that you pick. Oh, yeah. Where like before each match, you decide if you want standard cheers or whimsical cheers or like pressure cheers. And it changes when you get a boost to your uh, symmetry meter. Yeah. And synergy meter. And like to have to select this every time and there's like short load screens between every match, especially when you play the team battle where you pick three different Pokemon and you have to fight through them, Mm -hmm. you spend about as much time between battles as in the battles themselves. Sure. 
which I don't know. It's always a bummer. Yeah, that's not as much fun, and you don't want to be doing like all this programming and picking out your different like side characters. Like I, I like a lot of what they're thinking of here in theory, mm-hmm. and I like a lot of the ways that they're kind of rolling it out. And and I think this game does have a good like, uh, I don't know. It's it's got a good presentation, and I think the gameplay is fast and fun and kind of loose and arcadey, but. It could have used a little bit more time in the oven, maybe. I think I think there's I think there's a really, really great Pokemon tournament too, like out there. What I really want is this game, but like built upon like the Pokemon shell and like what's fun about Pokemon. Like essentially an RPG version of this game. Yeah. But like the battle system is still like the battle system here. Yeah. But you actually go and like collect new Pokemon and level them up. And then you actually like get this sort of in-depth fighting system. Right. Right. Um, I right. think that would be really cool. Cause aside from the characters themselves, there's nothing really brought over from Pokemon. Like Not there, there's no much. leveling up. There's no evolution. No, you're in your own there's no world. Type, there's no type advantage. It doesn't matter if like, no, you're, you're, there's no Diglett in this game. No, That's, no, no. There's a Diglett support, but wouldn't that be weird? If I want was, like, that Diglett? to be like, a, like it's just revealed that like Diglett, the thing we've thought was Diglett was just a bicep of some gigantic that underground thing. That would be thing. pretty cool. That'd, That'd be, be a good a reveal. Cool reveal. Like yeah. it pops up like a Doug Trio is just like a, a monster thing with like all these rippling muscles. That'd be great. Like that. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, I think we covered it, right? Yeah, Feeling I good think about so. that. All I, right, I, I, it's a shame that we probably won't see another Pokemon tournament game. You because, never know. You never uh, this. I don't know if this is taking off on the Switch or not. Um, I don't like, think so. I mean, it's been yeah. out for a while at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's not lighting the airwaves of flame. I, I like the idea, and I do hope it gets a sequel and it gets another chance to kind of like go a little back to basics, maybe I'm like take what works here still... and bitter that there's just such a lack of like good 3d pokemon i'm still yeah. bitter about pokemon sword and shield sure yeah no <laughs> um, fair, i can fair. get over it but which like, you played a lot too like yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. T- I totally beat it but i was just like god i want wait when are we just getting console level 3d pokemon that basically looks like this and plays like pokemon yeah exactly <laughs> and hopefully shouldn't be that much to ask hopefully in the future we can get something like that yeah. Let's move on to our rankings. I, mean, I think we're at a point where we actually need to look at right. lists I wonder here. if we do. Um, uh, I don't know if you can get... Because um, I'll start us off. Okay. So right now, our number my number one game is Shovel Knight. And my bottom game... Uh, what is my bottom game? Is uh, it uh, Turbo? Turbo? I think it's still yeah. Turbo. Uh, so I think this is... Uh, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 is my number two game. Uh, just under Shovel Knight. Uh, You're putting I, it ahead of Mario 3D World? Oh, right, that's right. No, yeah, no, no, I'm not putting it ahead of Mario 3D. Excuse I, me. Excuse I mean, me. I wouldn't fault you. Like, that would be a cool take. That, no, no, I, I I can't go that hard okay. on it. But uh, I'll, I'll say number three, just underneath Mario yeah. uh, 3D World. And then uh, just below that is Pokemon Tournament. Um, oh, wow. I think uh, a three and a four here. I think they're both a little bit better than Nintendo Land, I think. I would rather play both of these. Okay. Um, fun games. Fun games, both of these. I oh. enjoyed them. Uh, I liked Tekken a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, Tekken was really cool. I'm also putting it number three nice. uh, behind Shovel Knight since our first two are reversed. But um, yeah, looks looks great. Looks, I mean, yeah, this game came out th- three, four years before Pokemon Tournament. I think it looks better. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And bit. just so so fully featured. Um, I wasn't as keen on Pokemon Tournament. Like the 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 idea of shifting phases just was confusing to me. Yeah, and didn't like. I didn't see how it made the game necessarily any better, and I just had trouble wrapping my head around the way the characters interacted. Like, I, I never quite... And it was never intuitive the way I want my fighting games to be, so I'm putting it under Nintendo Land. Okay. Um, so it's under FIFA and Nintendo Land, which is, like, number six or something like that. Yeah, number five. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right, y'all. We have a couple of letters Yay. this week. Love those letters. Send them to ultra64podcast at gmail.com. Uh, this first letter starts, dudes. Yep, that's us. I'm finally we're, we're tackling. <laughs> I'm finally tackling a task I've put off for at least a decade. What is it? You may find yourself wondering. Well, the we answer are. is I'm reading Infinite Jest. This will be related to video games. Worry not. Uh, I've been meaning to tackle this cyclopean task for a while because what I'm. What is pe- a cyclopean task, Steve? Uh, it's when you only have one eye. That's okay. I don't know. I, yeah, I actually don't know. Off it, the top it, of my head. Really hard to read Infinite Jest when you only have one eye. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's that's twice yeah, as long. It takes right? a long time. Because that's how that's how vision works. <laughs> exactly. You process yeah. with both eyes at the same time. Yeah, exactly. You only read like vowels with one yeah. eye. Uh, so yeah, I've been meaning to tackle the cyclopean task for a while because I'm pedantic and I feel this may be the ultra, ultimate exercise in pedantry. It might be. It might I be. Agree with that. Uh, but I wouldn't be able to accomplish this without you two and the wonderful Michaela from yes. the now more or less defunct, though greatly appreciated podcast, Just Friends. 
Anyway, my question is, what is your infinite jest of video games? The game that seems daunting, but you feel you must play at some point to get that extra bit of je ne sais quoi in the video game world. For me, it is either Skyrim or God of War 2018. I haven't played either of them, and I often hear how they're absolute masterpieces that I need to play. Yours in earnest, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. A nice shout-out to our uh, our old podcast. We did a 20-episode a miniseries called Just Friends, uh, where we read the entirety of Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. It was quite an adventure and quite a road to nowhere. It was, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we we had some ups and downs during that yes. reading. It was, a, it was a struggle and uh, ultimately pretty fun. Um, so what is your video game Infinite sure. Jest? Yeah. First I will say to you, Jeff, I think both of those games that you named are pretty achievable. Like yeah, yeah. Skyrim is a huge game, but it is very playable and the mechanics are very sound and easy to grasp. Yeah. Um, God of War also very achievable. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, God of War has a very propulsive plot too. That'll keep you oh moving. Man, like, no, yeah. to me it was the exact opposite. I really? found that game to be so annoying from a plot standpoint oh, because they're it. like, okay, you just need to do this one thing. And then they kept putting like moving the goalposts on me Yeah, where they're like, oh, actually you can't do it until you do this, until you do this. And I found it. That game actually took me a few years to beat. Okay. Um, All right. Anyway, mine, I've always feel like I should really be able to crackle into like CRPGs, computer RPGs. Sure. So the one I keep trying to play is called Divinity Original Sin 2. Okay. Which is like this mo- more modern take on like Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, Disco Elysium is another one of these that I heard is super good. It is, yeah. But, but like, I, again, I've had trouble getting into it. Like the interface for this is so complicated. And just to have inventory where like, great, half my inventory is cups. Yeah. And like tables. Yeah. It's just like, why am I carrying this shit around? Like I just find it very hard to grasp. And like those games are designed so much to be like open-ended. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Somehow they just... I feel dumb playing them. I'm like, do people understand this way better than me? And I think it's maybe because I've never been like a D&D player and that's very much what they're based on. I think, yeah, yeah, but like, that helps. To me, they put so little effort into like explaining the way the mechanics work. But like, I really want to, I really like the game Planescape Torment, which I have played through yeah. and enjoy. But like these other ones I've just had trouble with. I think mine, uh, I was thinking about it and I think it might be Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. A series That's I, a good one. A series that on paper I should love yes. every second of it, and I've always just really, really struggled to get into it because the interface is so intimidating, uh, and the fact that you need to be online for most of these matches, which I don't really like because it slows the gameplay down yeah. really significantly, uh, and it, it just can be kind of like punishingly intricate. I'm exactly the same way. I bought the 3DS Monster Hunter. Like then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get into this. This is the pl- every new one. Same. They're like, this is the one to get into. Every, and every I buy time, it and I play it, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it yeah. just don't care. I like, I want fact, to. There's no I want like to. story. They're just like, go hunt these monsters, and I'm like, I don't care about this yeah yeah right. it's I, and i feel bad because i know like don't those, feel bad this those, is the other lesson for yeah. this podcast don't feel, don't bad. feel bad don't never play a like game what that, you like yeah never yeah. feel obligated to play a game and don't feel bad that you enjoy something it should never feel it's yeah. literally it's called a game it shouldn't feel like homework right. uh but yeah i think that one's mine and uh one. i think that ties in pretty well to our next letter <laughs> hey actually. guys what do you think about monster hunter <laughs> literally literally okay. hi Stephen woody not you guest you know what you did oh Uh, I just finished listening to your Spongebob episode, and I do hope you keep going with the podcast. Oh, man, I was was so down on that episode. People are worried we're going to quit. I I did, literally. I think I got some, I got, we got some Twitter messages. Like, I think people were a little worried about both of us after that game. The game was fucking rough. It was, it was a little, it was a little rough. Um, so that's I, what, that's what quantum thinks about it, that it was rough, it was rough. Yeah. It was rough. He also thinks, uh, it licks butthole. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I know there are some pretty terrible games in the system, but there are some pretty cool concept games like zombie U and also classics like Mario Kart, smash brothers and monster hunter. Oh, good. I'm particularly looking forward to you guys playing monster hunter and seeing what you think of it. I'm Maybe not sure if you figure out what regularly. the hell is going on. Maybe this will be the one. Maybe this will be yeah. the one that tips it. Um, are there any games that you are looking forward to on the system? Uh, E3 is almost upon us. And I want to know if there are any that you were anticipating there as well. Oh, man, Thank you so much for doing E3 this podcast. A it's a highlight of my week. And that is from Peter. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, uh, there are definitely Wii U games that I'm looking forward to playing. <laughs> looking forward to Just Dance full 2014 through 2019. There's, I'm still figuring out how we're going to do those. <laughs> yeah. Like, because 
they're probably all like the same game. Steve's stack of Wii U games is right behind me. So I just is. occasionally just look at it and realize how few games on the system I have even heard of. There's a lot like, of weird ones. I'm I'm excited for one. And this is uh, thanks to our, our uh, Twitter listeners. Like I put out a little while ago what episode they were most looking forward to hearing. And the one that kept coming up is a game I know very little about called Devil's Third which I hear oh, yeah. is uh, kind of a famously bad game that, from people that I really like, so I'm curious to see well, how was, that one turned out. On that same note, I'm excited to play the Ninja Gaiden 3. Oh, uh, I there think you go. from the same, perhaps the same field, but also a notoriously not very good game but like, that I've always been curious about. And, and you're like one of the biggest Ninja Gaiden oh, yeah. fans I know. I love and Ninja like, Gaiden, yeah, but yeah. then the third one came out and people were like, stay away. Just, yeah, no, they cut I mean, the gore out of that one, I think, or something, yeah. something stupid. That was pretty dumb. Yeah, so we're looking for those. As far as E3, I have no idea what's even on the horizon right now. I'm kind of out of touch with like what new games are. Yeah, I think I we're supposed to... was even a thing. We're anymore. supposed to be getting some kind of news about Metroid Prime 4 this year. Oh. Um, which, like, it's the 35th anniversary of Metroid. And uh, coincidentally, check out Ultra 64 <laughs> uh, Pod at Patreon.com to listen to our Metroid retrospective going up this week. Um, uh, we don't... Yeah, I don't think I have an answer for this. I, I don't... I... I'm sort of so out of the game news at this point. And, like, to me, like, I feel like... I used to be excited about new games coming out because I felt like I needed a new game to play. Yeah. I have not felt like I've ne- needed a new game to play. Like, I'm out of options of games that I... Like, no. I'm in a situation where I'm not finding a game to play. The reason is I don't want to play video games. Sure. Like, it's the video games are not the right thing for me at that time. It's sure. not because, oh, the right game isn't out or I'm really excited for this other thing. Yeah. Um... And so I just, at this point, it just feels like every game, like, there's an option for me in any genre at any given time that is probably great that I've never played. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see, like, I mean, I'm just out of touch. Like, I didn't even know Resident Evil 8 was out this week until, like... It came I, out. <laughs> I saw a review. I'm like, oh, wait, they're reviewing this now? I thought this wasn't out till next year. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah, what, t- what year is it? Um, We're also just in a weird area. Neither Steve nor I have any of the next generation consoles. No. And I know that, you know, not not that it's totally shifted over at this point, but like that's where a lot of the stuff is. Here's, here's a weird thing I didn't know until I bought Resident Evil today. Uh, I bought it for the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X disc. It's the same one. It's the same disc. They didn't they don't have a separate disc for it. Oh. The Series One just like accesses different features. So you're Weird. using the same disc for both systems, which is just making things so confusing because yeah. the naming conventions are already fucked. Yeah, I'll be boy, I'll be glad we're in a we're in a very annoying area right now, especially on on Microsoft's part. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of in between. I just want the next one to just be called the Microsoft Go. Yeah. Uh, one last letter here. Oh, so many letters. Woody, Steve, guest question mark question mark. No, uh, sorry. How are you? Good, uh, good, good. We're better than we were in SpongeBob. It's true. Yeah. I recently became a patron of yours. This Thank is you. the closest I'll get to being a monarch offering patronage to a talented artist. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and I wanted to encourage listeners to jump on board. Oh, thank you. This is from S. Gunley. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, it's from Stephen. It's from S. Yeah, it's from uh, Stephen G. Yeah. I fucked that joke <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, no, no, too obvious. Uh, L. Simpson. Loads of great content. Really enjoy the James Bond stuff, the handheld games, and looking forward to Metroid. I was wondering what your feelings are on the Wii U library to date. How do you feel it stacks up to the N64? So far, I know it's early days, but it really feels like there wasn't much quality on the Wii U. And then again, I have no nostalgia for it. So maybe that explains the rose-tinted glasses I view the N64 through. That's it. Keep up the great work. And that is from Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Mike, thank, you for, I... thank you for plugging our Patreon for us. We're bad about doing that. <laughs> um, Mike, I think you're... I feel exactly the same way as you in almost all those thoughts. That yeah. One, maybe we've just had a bad run of initial games. Which we have. Is certainly popular. We're in a rut, yeah. But we had two, a... looking behind me at Steve Stacko games here, there's also not a lot there. That, yeah. Um, and three, I do wonder how much of, like, the N64 was driven by nostalgia. But to me, like, a, a bad N64 game has its own weird charms. Sure, like, because because it's, it's like... Uh, you know, it's like looking at a cave painting, and you know, it's like, yeah, it's not very good, but damn, they were trying with what yeah, they had. Yeah, and I just, I feel like it's far enough removed that, like, you don't, you feel like, oh, maybe they didn't quite know what they were doing, which is not, which is giving them too much. Sure, they they deserve more credit than that because I'm sure 
when people release a bad game, they know that they've released a bad game. Right. Um, but here, bad games so far that we've played so far for the Wii U have felt very soulless. Like that's that's the big thing I'm seeing. Yeah. Like so far, the really bad games have just been like uh, movie or TV uh, cash-ins, like right. just really cheapy things to capitalize on a popular license. And like some, which we didn't have license, as much. Yeah, like we played a Bug's Life and Tarzan, both of which are pretty average. They're fine. Games. Yeah, those were fine. Like. Yeah, there weren't too many, like, most of what failed on the N64 were, like, attempted IPs. Like, they were trying to make a new character or a new franchise, and it just didn't work. Right, yeah, like, fun, crappy games for the N64, like Starshot, where you just tonic play it, trouble. and you're like, this yeah, is just yeah. very weird. Yeah, Tonic Trouble, another great example. Not a good game, no. but it, it feels very weird, and, like, they're trying something weird. Yeah, Whereas, yeah. you know, SpongeBob or Turbo, you're like, this is just a soulless ripoff of a thing that I know is good but not here. Yeah, yeah. That was that was kind of the big issue with those. So, so yeah, we're... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Sti- I'm still looking forward to it, because, I mean, again... These, these yeah, games were fun. We played fun games today. We played really good ones today. Yeah. I, I enjoyed both of these. And, like, even looking behind you, like, yeah, there are some knockoff crap, but there's also... We got like some Bayonetta coming up yeah. that's going to be interesting. We've got stuff, I'm sure we'll weird find independent couple, stuff, well, wonderful we'll 101. we'll find a couple gems that have not necessarily... Uh, yeah, that'll catch you by surprise. The other thing we're celebrating mm. is the Wii U, hardly any racing games. Almost none. Hardly any sports games. And I like racing games and sports games fine. But damn, but we needed a break. We played so many for the Nintendo yeah. 64. That, 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 that is a selling point right there. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And uh, we do, yeah, we do have one or two, but I feel like it's going to make me enjoy those one or two much yeah. more. We don't have ten episodes of three, four games each. Right, okay. I don't have to play five identical Madden games. I yeah. just have to play one. Uh and speaking of which, what are we playing next week? It's not Madden, it's so that's a bad transition. I don't know. That might have been misleading, but it is a game that allows you to use footballs if you want, or is it zombies basketballs, or jetpacks, or oh, anything wow, you want. There's so many things because we're playing Scribblenauts. Oh, two two games. Okay. Uh, Scribble I'm Not- actually excited about this. Scribblenauts Unlimited and Scribblenauts Unmasked, the DC Comics branded version of Scribblenauts. Fun. Uh, actually, this is there. This is the answer to the previous questions of what game we're excited to play. We're excited to play Scribblenauts. Scribblenauts. This will be interesting. This is a this very game always seems super cool to me. Have you ever but, Have you ever played it? Uh, I think I have, and maybe it's not as cool as it seems. But, you know, we'll it's, see. It's at the very least, I if I don't love it, I know I like it. Yeah. I'm excited to play it again uh, and and mess around and create stuff. All right, well, we will see you on that episode next week for Scribble Knots. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're Ultra Sixty Four Podcast at all the different places. Go follow us. We're we're happy to have you, and uh, we will see you next time. Hi, Hachi. Is that what he says when he punches? Punch, punch, whack, whack. I don't remember what he says. Roar, I'm alive. That was like a sexy line. Roar, I'm alive. I'm alive. Come fight me. Sneakers, lockers, feet while running on the court. A stick, it attacks.